This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic to cosplay to Schitt's Creek to Supernatural and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture and Fandom News. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and this week we are kicking off a two-week celebration. I I find we do this like a lot where we celebrate the 80s or the 90s during December. It just kind of happened that way. And this year we're celebrating 80s television this week, and then next week we're going to be celebrating 90s television. And this week, I have with me two members of the Saxy Ladies, Carla from Bedwetter Behead and Tiff. Tiff is not on yet. Tiff will be joining us a little bit later, but Tiff will be part of definitely our 80s television episode. And then we also have, returning from my birthday month, Danelle is with us as well for this week. So I'm excited to be talking about uh, 80s television. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about maybe some just current stuff. I don't know. Maybe everything that everybody's into is 80s. I don't know. We shall see. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe it's 50s. That we're going way back. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> really reach back into the nostalgia machine. <laughs> so Carla from Bedwetter Behead, what is one thing in fandom or pop culture that you're into right now? I like to have music on while I read. It, it helps drown out the sound of two people droning on in my house and cats begging for food constantly and usually i just have like some instrumental music that i don't care about because then i don't get distracted by the music on top of everything else but this past week i was reading a book and i said you know what i haven't listened to this one album in forever and it's a sentiment favorite not only because it's a great album but also because it's one of the first albums I bought from Columbia House. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Like Columbia House, if you know, you know, but if you don't, I'll tell you. Columbia House is this subscription thing. It was like this alleged club where they, they called it a a club, but it was really like this total scam because at first like they, they had this really good deal. It's like, Hey, Hey, you want a bunch of, cassettes or cds for like a penny and you're like of course i do and they're like cool all right i thought so so give us your penny pick out a bunch of of music and then you can just buy music every month and you're like that sounds like a really good deal and then you can't get out of it it, it was like so hard to get out of that cult I mean, service. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say cult? I meant club. Ew. 
But one of the first albums that I bought, and I bought it just kind of blind. I, I had never heard this artist. The cover was just really cool. And I was like, how bad can it be? For one cent, I don't mind risking it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a solid bet. So I bought myself touring Amos's from the Choir Girl Hotel. And that was a great investment. It was worth so much more than my penny. It, first of all, you know, led me into the whole world of Tori Amos and her amazing music. But this album, which was released in 1998, so no, this is not specifically about the 80s. We're moving on up to a whole other decade. This, this album was, oh my gosh, it, it's transcendent. Just every song has a different feel, but it's cohesive within the album. The themes of it are so, they have such depth and so much meaning. And they have just like, a, a lot of the songs are, I you know, they they have interesting lyrics in, in the, a world within them. But there are a couple that are just standouts just because they're just fun. Until you listen to the lyrics, of course, but they're just fun. Like Raspberry Swirl, it just, just sounds like, hey, we're bopping our heads. We're having a ball. This is a good time. Don't worry about the lyrics. <laughs> you don't need to get to those just yet. Just enjoy yourself. But songs like Cruel and Yeah and, um, oh God, like, I, I could basically list every track on this album and be like, this is my favorite track from this album because they all are. The only one that, that I that I would say that I typically skip is Pandora's Aquarium. And thankfully, it's like the very last track. So, you know, it's like, I can put up with Pandora's Aquarium for like the few minutes that it lasts and the, until it loops back around to Spark, which is my favorite song on the album, like most of the other ones. But yeah, I, I was so happy to re-listen to that one. And my husband was also listening to it because he was there and he didn't get much of a choice. And he loves it. So it was it was just like a really nice night. And he's even asked, hey, can we do another um, Tori Amos slash reading night? I'm like, yes, uh-huh. we can. So that was my my thing this week. That's awesome. And I mean, someday we will definitely be covering <laughs> covering her on this podcast. I don't see how we can't, especially with the majority of our <laughs> audience being Gen X and then millennial too, I think. And we can talk more about Columbia House. Oh, my gosh. And then there – what was the other – because I was addicted – and also with DVDs when they started doing DVDs, too. Yes. And then what was it? Was it BMG? Was it BMG? Was BMG? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh we totally ripped God. them off. I mean, who ever paid for their crap? Like, seriously. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> paid that deal? Maybe once or twice. I must have gotten, like, 30 free CDs out of them. Like, it was hilarious. <laughs> And I, I I loved how you would the the worst part about them. This is how they got you: is every month they had a selection, and if you didn't didn't tell them, didn't write in advancing, I don't want your selection of the month. You would get it and have to pay for it. So that's how they yes. really got you. And it would be like a ridiculously high amount for a CD yes. or a DVD. Yeah, they were they were yeah they were. They knew what they were doing. They did. Maybe we'll do an episode on that at some point. <laughs> that would be fun. And then we can like let out, you know, 20 years of pent up rage. I know. I'm saying 20 when it's actually like 30 or 40. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're not 
not gonna. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I still have some of my CDs from there too. I know I do. So don't forget good old Blockbuster. Like we need to do an episode on Blockbuster. I miss Blockbuster, I man. Friday night was lit. You got your pizza, yes. and candy, <laughs> and you went to Blockbuster, and you were the happiest kid on the earth, and you got your movies and your friends, and you had a great old time. I miss that. Yeah, and I was a manager of a Blockbuster, so in Boulder, so yeah, oh, <laughs> so. <got> stories. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have stories of of I, one time the alarm went off and I was like the closest manager. I lived like literally like a 2-minute drive from there and the place got broken into or the alarm went off, not sure what happened. And so the police woke me up and I had to go down there and the back room had like a security code on it and that's where the safe was and they're like, "Okay, just go in there. We'll be right out here." I'm like, "You're not going to walk in there with me." What? The police are like, just go back there and check. And I'm like, what? I'm like, let's let this young girl go in the back room here, unaccompanied. Well, there's a burglar back there. Yeah, I was like 18, 19. I'm like, okay, and it's like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I feel like that's the opposite of of how things are sometimes now, where like they'll fire you if you try to intervene yeah. with like a shoplifter or something, which like. That's like a whole other extreme. Like, certainly don't risk it all for, for Walgreens pay, but, you know, don't fire the person either. Yeah, I was, like, so terrified. I'm like, please, please don't let me die. Please don't let me die. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, so Danelle, what is one thing you're into right now? Yeah, so um, now I'm going to have to go listen to some Tori. Um, it's been a minute, so thank you, Carla. I do love Tori, goddess. Anyway, what I've been into this week, I watched this wonderful um, short little series on Netflix called The Light That We Can See or Can't See um, with Mark Ruffalo and Hugh Laurie, I believe is in it as well. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I think it's only like three episodes, maybe four. I can't remember for sure. But it's a World War II story and it's absolutely beautifully shot and told and i highly recommend it it was really 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 fun to, to watch i mean i shouldn't say fun it was world war ii but you know what i mean just enjoyable <laughs> and anytime i can see nazis get killed i'm happy so you know. there you go in case anybody wondered where i stood on that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true i wonder if they have a i'm sure they have a video game like that but <laughs> oh, that would make me happy that would make me so happy i would so you would have to be like to not worship filming i'm like i'm still shooting nazis over here hold on <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> so both carla and danelle even though that show Danelle's talking about is is current, but they both went back in time in there. Uh, gotta get back in time. We're not talking about it's <laughs> music, but uh, I'm not gonna be going back in time. So, <laughs> Although, are you taking your time machine into the future, Erin? <laughs> no, uh, maybe I am. Yeah, no, I yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I am into holiday slasher films is what I'm into. So for my birthday, I did go see Thanksgiving and it was just me and one other woman in there, which I just point that out because it made me very happy 
that it was just two women watching this slasher movie. And just because, you know, just goes to show, of course, at something I've said all the time, women are a huge audience for horror. And this one was fun. I'm not going to say it's one of the best slashers I've ever seen, but it was a ton of fun. I did guess, though, who the killer was within five seconds of the movie starting. <laughs> and I've heard a lot of people have done that. But it is like a great, I'll give you, it's, it's a tiny bit of a spoiler, but you see it in the first few minutes. But how it sets up is it's Thanksgiving and this rich family who owns like a store that's kind of like a Walmart-esque store. They've decided to open again for Thanksgiving, but they're doing one of those where they open at like midnight, you know, and all those sales are going on. And so there's this other family that is more like the middle class family. And uh, one of them works there as like security or something like that. I wasn't positive on that. But so they go down there and basically what ends up happening is like basically like a riot, like like the 80s. Hey, this is kind of like with the Cabbage Patch kid dolls and all that where you would see people punching each other. So people yeah. get killed, like brutally killed because it's a horror movie. <laughs> like um, part of someone's like scalp gets ripped off. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a horror movie. <laughs> The Teddy Ruxpin Massacres. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the final girl you're following is actually the daughter of the rich guy. Um, but she's like, you know, does is not into the consumerism stuff. And so she was okay as a final girl. I kind of wish she had been a little bit deeper and I kind of wish there had been something else with her. But But so a year later, they're going to be reopening the store and they're going to do the same exact thing. And so, of course, the town is in an uproar but then meanwhile there's someone killing people and killing all the people that were there the night this happened and doing and it also is a commentary on the social media because they're like posting stuff on instagram live streaming things uh so it's also a commentary on our con consumption of that and it was just a lot of fun. I, you know, um, it's a little on the nose in the beginning with the, <laughs> with the, with that, with that being the catalyst. It's a little on the nose, but it worked for me. I'm not going to say this has made me a fan of Eli Roth. I, w I do want to say that because I don't want to go that far. But I did appreciate that he totally avoided the torture porn stuff. There were a few scenes where I could see in his mind, he was probably like, gosh, I really wish I could go for the torture porn side here. <laughs> but he stuck with the slasher side. And so it was enjoyable. There were some great fun kills. It didn't scare me, but slasher movies very rarely scare me anymore. But it was just it was just a fun, fun time. And then uh, last night I watched It's a Wonderful Knife on Shudder. And this was written by uh, Michael Kennedy, who also wrote Freaky, the outstanding – one of the best horror comedies, uh, Freaky, which is, you know, a take on the that body. That's a great switch. one. Yeah, great one, where, you know, she switches – Catherine Newton's character switches bodies with uh, Vince Vaughn's character, who is a serial killer. And that one is so much fun. And this one is a take, of course, on It's a Wonderful Life. And you know who the killer is right away, so it's – you you know in the first few minutes because what she does is she kills the serial killer and then a year later like lots of things are happening and she's like upset she's like ah you know she's losing things she's not able to get into a college she wants to get into all this stuff so she wishes she was never born 
you know, there's all that. And so then because she wasn't born, the serial killer is still killing people and the town is horrible and all this stuff. So it's, it's also, there's also a love story. It's also, um, Michael Kennedy, really, he tries to infuse in his scripts a lot of hope for queer people and young queer kids. And he does that a lot in this. So that's also another thing is that, you know, and plus, both of those movies were featured on Fox News as a <laughs> as a rep as representing the moral decay in society. So that should be another reason that you go watch them. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's a wonderful knife has like this very hopeful movie, actually. You know, it wasn't as good as Freaky, and it wasn't as good as, even though he didn't write this one, but it's kind of in the same realm. It wasn't as good as Happy Death Day, but I still really enjoyed it and thought it was a lot of fun, and I really liked the performances and stuff, so it was cute. It was sweet. So, And I I really actually liked the costume design for the slasher. It was like an angel costume design, white angel thing. So I really did like that. And, and Justin Long, I think people are very mixed on his performance. Cause, and this is not a spoiler. This is, you learn this in the first two minutes. That's the serial killer is Justin Long's character. And he's also like this big powered mayor of the town. And he's totally sleazy and slime ball. And you know what he's going for, but his voice sounds different and all this stuff. So it was interesting. So that's on Shudder. You can also rent it places too. It's supposed to be in theaters, some theaters as well, I believe, but I haven't seen where. And then, of course, Thanksgiving is still in theaters and it's making millions millions upon millions of dollars. So, yeah. Would you say it's killing it? <laughs> it's killing it. <laughs> so I'm into that. More holiday horror, man. We need more like the well, the Easter Bunny is scary already. So that's <laughs> just waiting for Arbor Day. Arbor Day. <laughs> the trees take it back. Oh my gosh! Someone please make that movie. <laughs> so yes, Pie Day. Oh my pie god! Day. Can you imagine Pie Day? <laughs> Just picturing the kills in Pie Day. Uh, or Talk Like a Pirate Day. <laughs> talk Like a Pirate Day horror film. Some pirate, some ancient pirate is awoken by somebody um, using his eye patch. <laughs> and it takes over the person wearing the eye patch. Ahoy, matey. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like his entrance line every time he goes to slice somebody ahoy matey <laughs> <No>! <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i want to see that i don't know like that sounds to me like a good time <laughs> oh man from from the makers of sharknado um <laughs> i don't know that's what the lord <laughs> but <laughs> Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, well, let's move on to one thing in pop culture or fandom news that we're excited, upset, et cetera, about Carla. I think that the new national holiday is probably going to be Spotify Rap Day. When everybody opens the present that is a look back in your last 10 or so months of what you've been listening to and how it makes you feel and where it takes you mentally. <laughs> like, oh my God, what was wrong with me in this particular month? Because it'll give you the breakdown of, of your top five artists and it tells you, oh, this month you listened to this a lot. And you're like, are you sure? Because I don't remember <laughs> listening to, the, to it that much. But... I know that for me, and I had, okay, I, I was, I was supposed to be smart this year. I had a, cause I have a family plan. So I had set up a separate account cause we had like a vacant account. So I set up a separate one and I was like, okay, that's going to be my reading music slash sleepy time music because my, the, the stuff that I listen to, to read typically on, on, you know, except for, like I said, that one magical night that I listened to Tori Amos is, like, what is it? Lo-fi beats? Whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. <laughs> it's just, like, instrumental crap that I would not listen to otherwise. So, unfortunately, it infiltrated my my Spotify wrapped, and two of my top five artists were from that list, and I was so mad! Because I was like, I listened to this for, like, one month to get through this book that was kind of hard to read for me, and now, you know, what do I have to show for it? It's like, Number one, weird lo-fi artist. Number two, Beyonce. And then two other artists, oh, like Nothing But Thieves, Queens of the Stone Age. Number five, other weird lo-fi artist. Like, I wanted to reveal my, my true top five, but that ship has sailed. <laughs> so, but still, I enjoy the Spotify rap thing. I enjoy looking at what other people have been listening to and finding out, like, you know, what their top songs are because it's just like a cool thing. It's almost like, you know, those quizzes that would go around on, on Facebook where it's like, Oh, you know, like top five things that you did when you were four years old and whatever. I don't know. You know yes, what I'm talking about. Erin's <laughs> nodding. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like there's so much fun. And it's, it's like that, except that you don't have to put in any, any work. Spotify does all the work for you. <laughs> Oh, and I had seen this one meme that says that Spotify really figured it's the one company that has successfully branded the experience of of like we know everything about you and to hey isn't this fun? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It is. It's a lot of fun. And one of the the fun discoveries for me as a parent this year is that this year it was the first time that that my son got a Spotify Wrapped. And his top artist was Billie Eilish. And like one of his other top five was Olivia Rodrigo. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm basically erasing a moody, moody teenager. Like this Aww. child is 10. It's just adorable though. Like I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, you're so cute. But of course I'm not telling him that I'm like, oh, you have great taste in music, which he does, but that's not the point. It's just adorable. <laughs> the end. <laughs> no, he does. He does. I know Carla, <laughs> he, he loves Depeche Mode too. So. <laughs> he does. Yes. So, so, you know, Aaron's certified. Good taste. (laughs) 
Yes. And I, it is funny though, how that happens because mine is always influenced by podcast prep, but it's also influenced by like, I'll hear a song and I'll listen to that song over and over again, but it doesn't necessarily mean I love the artist. It just means I love that song or might not even know the artist. And it's the same, like there's, um, you can find all these people who do like those trailer remakes of, you know, the slow down versions of the songs. And there's this great version of K Sarasara, and that is my number one most listened to song. <laughs> <laughs> that artist is because I was look, looking for that version because number one we covered Heather's, and then also because the television show From, which we did all the interviews with, mm-hmm. uh, with that fantastic cast, they're opening like you know credit sequences set to a version of that song, which I can't find that version anywhere, which I wish I could because it's done by the Pixies. <laughs> But I can't find it on Spotify. So I was listening to it for that reason. And I kept, and it's a really great uh, Hidden Citizens is the name of the band, the quote unquote band that does all the slow down versions. So I'm like, and that was also my number one artist for the year. No, 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 it wasn't. It was uh, Trent Reznor. Never mind. No, it wasn't. But it was in my top five artists of the year. I'm like, I'm not sharing that on, but I'm telling everybody. But. That's so funny. Like what ended up influencing my top five songs was uh, TikTok because there were two artists that I learned from that I learned of from TikTok. One of them is Flyanna Boss with their song You Wish. Like they're the ones with all those videos where they're running and it's like, hello, Christ, I'm about to sin again. I love that song. So that's my number one song for the year. And, And another one is Chinchilla's Little Girl Gone, which is a fantastic song. So I'm not ashamed of them. I just think it's funny that TikTok has like you know, made its way into my Spotify life. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how those always wrap up. So, but yeah. And that was released on my birthday and I was like, oh, it's a birthday present this year. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks, Spotify. Oh, that's right. You we, you got you got your Spotify wrapped and Henry, Henry Kissinger died. So happy birthday. That's Aaron. true. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's a horrible birthday. I know. And I got to watch people being killed. <laughs> In a good way. <laughs> That's right. So. <laughs> it's the trifecta yes. and, <laughs> of greatness. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, and Tiff is here, but so when I get to Tiff, when I get to your turn, we will also hear what you're into right now. But first, Danelle, what is one thing in pop culture fandom that you're excited, upset, et cetera, about? So I'm excited about the new season of The Boys. Um, they were talking about that, the new trailer that came out. So love the boys and i love that we have some of our favorite supernatural folks on it and it's gonna be a lot of fun so i'm looking forward to that and i uh, jensen ackles keeps teasing about an possible season 16 so of supernatural so i'd be interested to see what they do that with that if that happens so yeah that's because, and I maintain this, I know he has said otherwise, I think he hated what happened to Dean, and I and I, I maintain to this day he hates that finale. And I think that's why he's so determined <laughs> to do something to redeem what happened to Dean, and I'm fine with that, so... <laughs> Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with just the fact they couldn't do the ending the way they wanted it to wanted to do it, you know, with all the other people. But who knows? Um, in Supernatural, nobody's ever dead, right? Nobody ever dies and stays dead. So we will see what happens. Not even the show. Not even the show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. So, yeah. And then and then I will just say, if you have not seen on our Instagram, we are doing 
a spinoff limited run podcast in 2024 called It's a Dean Thing, where we'll be talking about Dean Winchester. So just to Yay. let everybody know. So that is happening. So, you know, we, we shall see. And then also speaking of the boys, make sure that you have checked out our interview with the co-editors of the new book that will be out, uh, that will have come out yesterday, the day that this is dropping is the 6th, so it will have come out yesterday, Soups Ain't Always Heroes, and it's a fantastic look at the psychology of the boys. And also, once again, a reminder, a little shout out, that one of the chapters was co-written by Tanya Cook, who is, of course, on our panel sometimes, and I did do an interview with them as well. So, Definitely check out that book for all boys fans, the boys fans. And I am very excited about the next season as well. And Tiff, I'm so glad you're here. Hey, I said 20 minutes. <laughs> I was right on you the were nose. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so Tiff, what is one thing that you're into right now? And then one thing that you were excited, upset, et cetera, about? Okay. So I blasted through, of course, um, the the third season of upload and fun season you know there's some there's some little there's some plot holes but that's kind of to be expected with you know anything with a show that has this very ambitious plot <laughs> so with a very ambitious storyline um but i liked it i liked the um the real friendship that Alicia and Luke, I mean, they are hilarious together. It's not even a fact that they are like, you know, OTP or anything like that, because I get the vibe that they have more of a, I'm going to say without giving anything up, it's a romantic friendship, you know, as opposed to a romantic relationship. I think it's a romantic friendship. Let's just, and let's not forget, you know, Luke in a <laughs> we can't say we can't say uh Princess Leia costume because you know hello trademark Luke in a an off brand <laughs> Star Wars esque <laughs> that Prince- was a gift to the fans <laughs> enslaved princess <laughs> outfit <laughs> I guess that's how you can say it. <laughs> Yes, as Carla says, that was a gift to the fans. Carla, we know your cookies. We know your candies. And Luke yeah. fits the bill just right. You know, mediocre white men are my jam. <laughs> That's your jam. That is your jam, as always. <laughs> so, uh, like, <laughs> it's just, I mean, they they jump into a lot of different themes about, you know, uh, the rights of the uploaded. When, because hey, not everybody is super duper rich when they upload, and you've got people who cannot necessarily afford the things that you know the super rich uploads can afford. You've got other people who, you know, the uh, the two gigs <laughs> who live in like the basement, <laughs> and one of the two gigs is eating something. He's like, oh well, at least you have an apple, and she's like, no, it's an onion. <laughs> eating an raw onion. It's <laughs> <Just> like, oh, <laughs> sorry. But it, yeah, overall, solid season ended on a heck of a cliffhanger. So if it doesn't come back, I am going to throw a shoe. I will literally throw a shoe and throw a fit if it doesn't come back because 
that cliffhanger, I'm not going to say it just in case anybody who watches it hasn't seen it because I know um, upload. Okay. So yeah. So I'm not going to do it for our host. Anybody who hasn't seen it, they, you know, obviously upload is on prime and they drop episodes, you know, week by week. They don't, except for the first, I think, what was it, Carla, the first two or three? I think they dropped those three and then they do week by week after that. So just in case for you folks, get on the ball and watch it. (laughs) Okay. So in the same vein, and this is not necessarily pointed just to upload. Now I've talked about this with my sexy ladies before about shows wig budgets. Now, I know this sounds frivolous. I know. I I mean, in the bigger scheme of things, it's frivolous, right? But I have a real bone to pick with shows that do not put the proper funds into wigs. A bad wig on a good TV show is just sticks in my craw. It literally sticks in my craw. And a lot of it comes from the fact that these stylists, these hairstylists who are, you know, you have to be union to work on these sets. A lot of the top talent, especially when it comes to, you know, styling wigs, they can't get into the union. They just can't. They cannot get into that union. I think you have to be sponsored by somebody. And if you can't find a sponsor, then you can't get in. It's just very convoluted. It's the same thing with makeup artists. That's why you see people who have a deeper skin tone, especially black women, can tend to look grayish, can tend to look ashy because they don't have makeup artists who know how to work with the range of skin tones. And it's the same thing with hair. Yvette Nicole Brown, uh, the actor, said, uh, had gone in on this about how she always came to set with her hair already styled, period. She never came unstyled because she said she did it once. And she was like, I looked like a hot mess. And she said, I felt so she said she felt so unattractive and it it was a real blow to her confidence when she saw what she looked like after the fact. Most black actresses, they do. They, they come to set with their hair already taken care of, whether it's in braids or whether it's in, um, whether they have their own wigs that have been pre-styled by their own stylist offset or if they have a weave or anything like that. In conjunction with Upload, the main character, Nora, who has very, very, uh, Andy Aiello has great hair. She's got, you know, she had a shortcut and I think it's a little bit more of a bob now. Great head of hair. And I understand she might not want, you know, people actually touching it while she's on set, but they put her in this wig this <laughs> I'm 60 years old <laughs> and my wig is sitting like this eye from my scalp <laughs> it's giving guidance counselor <laughs> it's giving it's giving I've worked at this school for 30 years I'm going to retire next year and I can't stand these kids that's what it's giving <laughs> That's what it's giving right now. And it's just, I mean, it's, it is so frustrating because she's a beautiful, beautiful woman. 
She is a beautiful woman. And there's a scene where she does have her natural hair and you can tell it's her hair and it's, it's straightened. It's flat iron and it looks great. It looks great. And I'm like, what the heck upload? Why couldn't we do that? And then on the flip side about it, you have Alicia's character and hold on Zainab Johnson who I know for a fact because Alicia's hair on that show is always slayed and laid. I know she has her stylist on outside of set. I know for a fact she does because her hair changes up so much. She definitely has her own stylist for sure. And you can tell because it always looks pristine. It always looks pristine. I just have a major, major issue with bad wigs. You know what else had bad wigs? The Witcher. This third season, bad wigs, bad, 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 bad wigs. And I'm like, if the, especially for Geralt, I'm like, Henry Cavill, why wouldn't you have just recycled the wig that he wore before? Because that was a different wig that he had on. Why wouldn't you all just keep the wig that he had from, from the second season? Because that one was fine. This third season wig, I don't know what was happening with that. I don't know what was happening with Yin's hair. It, I, flummoxed. Absolutely flummoxed. Hair is an important part of a character. It's an extremely important part. So just like if you have somebody who's supposed to be like, let's say bald, you know, I don't want to be able to tell that they're like wearing that, you know, (laughs) skull cap and, you know, yeah, that cap and the coverage and all that kind of stuff. You have to make it look, make it look real. Make it look real. There's a reason that lace front wigs exist, y'all. There's a reason for it. Let's use it. <laughs> Let's use it. So that's my, uh, I'm irritated by this for the day. Wigs, bad wigs in particular. Yes. I, I actually talked about that, Tiff, earlier this year with the show Firefly Lane. That's one of the worst because they had this character, Johnny Ryan, who was supposed to be the sexiest character on the show. And the first scene you see him in, he's in this bad long hair wig that looks like it like was really wet and they put it on wet and then it kind of air dried and it's damped down and it doesn't fit very well. And I mean, some of the hair on some of the, the women are bad too, but it's mainly the male characters in that one. And it's so, so bad. Like, like it takes you out of the scene. I'll have to share the scene in the DM. It's like, and I'm not saying this show is a great show. It's like one that I just kind of watched, but um, but it takes you out of the scene where it's slow motion and he's walking and one of the characters, Kate, is like just entranced and it's set to Magic Man by heart. And so, <laughs> and you're like, that wig is just so distracting. I'm like, why couldn't you just leave him in the shorter hair? I, it, just because it's the 80s doesn't mean you have to give him long hair. <laughs> you know, this, uh, <laughs> speaking about like 80s and 80s themes. So Dear Daughter has got me watching Cobra Kai. And like, she's blasting me through these episodes, y'all. I mean, like, we are on season four, I think, and we are just flying through. But Peyton List, who plays a girl named Tori, who is insane on this show, like, she's literally, a she's a, a psychopath, the way she acts on the show. But she's a former, you know, she's a former Disney kid. Um, She was on Jessie, and she was on Bunked. Her wigs on this show, I don't know what they are thinking. I literally don't know because all the other 
women on the show are wearing their, they're just wearing their natural hair. You can tell they're wearing their hair. This thing, and I guess it's supposed to be like, oh, she's got super damaged hair because, you know, she's supposed to be like, trash. but um, she, it, it just, it's, it looks even dear daughter. She's like, her hair looks so fried. She said, what is happening here? She's like, she stuck her finger in an electric socket. And it's like, it's, it's frizzy and it's fried at the ends. And she's got like four different ombre colors going on. It is, this wig is terrible. And of course, it's sitting three inches from her scalp. Of course. Not a, not a lace front to be found. <laughs> no, I think they're important. It's part, like you said, it's important for the character. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, I I know for a fact if I was an actor, I would be doing the same thing as Zaynab Johnson. My hair would be done already. The way oh, you don't like it? Too bad. <laughs> this is how I'm rocking it for the day. This is how I'm rocking it for the scene. So deal with it. I saw um, an Instagram reel about a this model who she's she's black, and she people were like. Why is she getting a, uh, why is she getting a weave? She had beautiful hair. I mean, just like absolutely gorgeous hair, thick, healthy, you know, super shiny and all this kind of stuff. And she's getting a weave and everybody's like, why is she getting it? And her stylist says she does not want people touching her hair. She doesn't want randos because, you know, it's a little bit different for a model. They, when they go, they, they get who they get and you don't pitch a fit. You know, if you want to work, that's how you do it. And she has a, she has a weave that pretty much mirrors her hair length and her hair texture. So she's like, do whatever you want with it. It's not, she's like, I bought it, but it didn't grow out of my head. So I don't care what you do with it. And that's honestly, if, if you're going to trust a stylist, a hairstylist that you don't know, that's probably the way to go. You know, get a weave and just let go and let God. And hope you turn out looking somewhat decent on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. And someday we'll actually do an episode on this because I actually do think it's important, even though, I mean, because I do think it's really important. There's lots of different aspects of it, too, that once again, there's a lot of also some racism and white supremacy involved in a lot of that, too. So we'll definitely have to talk about that at some point. Um, but for me, what I am upset about is. Not every movie in the world needs a sequel, okay? Not every successful horror film needs a sequel. While I think it's fine to do Thanksgiving 2, that has been announced. That makes perfect sense. It works with the way the film ended. They also have announced this week a sequel to The Black Phone. Now, if you've seen this movie, you know it it made both mine and Carla's top 10 list last year We love this movie. It's a near-perfect horror movie in my book. It does not need a sequel. I understand it made a lot of money, but that doesn't mean you need a sequel, you know, because what happens sometimes, and who knows, maybe it'll be great and wonderful. It'll blow us away and we'll be like, oh, we're going to take that back. But what happens sometimes, I think, is when you make unnecessary sequels, your love and nostalgia for the original one sometimes can be affected by that. And sometimes you can lose love for it. And yes, I understand, you know, Ethan Hawke is returning, some of the cast is returning, same writers, directors. I understand that. But at the same time, 
it to me it feels kind of like they're cheapening it because it was such a great movie and it's just like a money grab to me so i for one we do not need sequels to every single successful horror movie like i haven't heard any inkling of this but although i did when it first came out but please please let us never get a sequel to barbarian please oh my gosh i will be that will be worse than the black phone <laughs> can you imagine like that would be such a bad move. Oh God, let, let us just enjoy the film and thinking about the film and then going back and rewatching it five hundred thousand times. Exactly. Yes, because you can't duplicate that. You just can't. That was a magical, once in a lifetime kind of experience with a horror movie. You can't duplicate that. That you just can't. And I don't. I mean, I don't want to see an origin thing. I don't want none of that. You know, I just leave them be. Please, 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 please. It's like Carla and I talked about this on our Patreon-only episode covering the fantastic movie The Invitation from 2015. Once again, this is the cult one, not the vampire one. And we talked about how perfect that ending is. Spoiler, sort of, we're not gonna, I'm not going to tell you what the ending is, but it's not a very hopeful ending. But you don't need a sequel to that. Like, if they had done a sequel to that, it would have ruined that feeling of the first one. So let's stop it, everybody. So that's what I'm upset about. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, so what we're going to move on to is, and uh, my brain couldn't come up with anything deeper to talk about this week. So Creation Entertainment, who puts on a lot of conventions, um, namely Supernatural conventions, they have announced, (laughs) this is the most ridiculous thing in the world, I'm sorry, but it's just so stupid, a cruise with the Supernatural cast. Who knows who that cast could be? It's, you know, in 2025. And they have not announced dates. No cast members, no um, ports, no anything like that. But they want you to pay them $1,000 for a deposit. And uh, they've updated that their early deposits, and I'm sure they did this because maybe a lot of people aren't paying. I don't know, but they did this as this huge thing. It's on there now. It wasn't there when I looked before. Our early deposits are due by December 31st. So you have until the end of this year to get that $1,000 in. And then after that date... It will be closed until the Creation Cruise is relaunched in the first quarter of 2024 with additional information on departure, excursion locations, guests, cabin choices, fees, extras, and surprises. Like lots of fights. (laughs) That's what I'm predicting. And like I tweeted when this happened, I said, I am really looking forward to the Hulu or Netflix documentary that is sure to come out of this in the end. because. The Supernatural fandom, even though I have met some amazing people through it, is a very toxic fandom. And there's so much infighting and ship wars. And then also you have people that are very, 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 very into the actors. And so it wouldn't be a safe environment, I don't think, for most of the actors to be on there. And I don't think a lot of the big ones would do it. I cannot see jensen jared or misha really being on this maybe misha but i cannot see 
Jensen or Jared doing this. Even I mean, they might helicopter in <laughs> for a day, but they these people don't even stay at the same hotel that the con is at. Okay, so that tells me they would not want to be on this, and they didn't even know about this. No one from the cast knew that this was even going to happen before they first announced this in Hawaii, and it was like I guess supposedly a su- huge surprise to all the cast members. So that tells you something. But and also. Um, by the way, you're going to be on a cruise, huge Petri dish. You know how much COVID other illnesses will spread throughout that thing? It's just a nightmare waiting to happen. But I decided, <laughs> I just wanted to know, because <laughs> I know there are some successful ones that happen. People have told me about them. I'm sure there are. I think it depends on the fandom, everything like that. But just putting aside the the cruise and the Petri dish of it all, Carla, (laughs) is there any fandom, anything that would make you put a $1,000 deposit on without knowing all the details beforehand for a cruise? You mean for my legendary Legionnaire's cruise? I have to tell you the answer is no. (laughs) Unreservedly, no. I won't go on a cruise for my own pleasure. You think I'm going to go on a cruise? With, like, total overexcited randos with zero details up front? No. I don't have a $1,000 laying around. I certainly don't have it with no information. It's like, oh, give me the name of a really exciting property and then tell me, okay, you're going to be invited to go and and spend time with your favorite people from the show. And there's a little asterisk next to next to favorite people because you don't know who these people are. Like, okay, well, maybe it'll be the X-Files, but it'll be the guy who played Eugene Victor Toombs, who turned out to be a total lech (laughs) and like married a 16-year-old. Yeah, I don't think I want to spend time with people like that. Because you know what? Like you said, I sincerely doubt that it's going to be the main, you know, top people from the show. So it's probably going to be Travis Aaron Wade and Mark Pellegrino. Ugh. So good luck to you, you know, and Osric Chow. Enjoy, I guess. So there is no way, no way you're going to get me on a boat, first of all. Second of all, with no information, go to hell. No, I will keep my non-existing $1,000 in my tiny pocket for money that doesn't exist. And I will spend it on things that don't give me diseases and make me spend time with people who are going to make me want to throw punches. <laughs> yeah, there there are so many. I want to say that's the other part. And people have mentioned that there are a lot of um, actors within the supernatural world that have a lot of horrible allegations against them, a lot of predatory behavior. And Mark Pellegrino is just an asshole. But there is, uh, there are a lot of them that have a lot of accusations, like Travis Aaron Wade, who is, ugh, and Osric Chow has them, and uh, most recently David Hayden Jones. Uh, there have been some allegations against him as well. So that's the other part, and that uh, fans have always concerned about is that okay, are you going to have us like in this small containment with these actors who? may or may not do something to the fans as well because they could take advantage of that. So that's another another worry for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because you know it's not going to be the people you want to be here. 
I mean, seriously, like we had, we had talked about it in in the sexy ladies um, group chat and we're like, it's going to be the rebar that killed Dean. (laughs) It'll be the, you know, the the vampire from season one that they brought back for the the finale where people were like, who the hell is this? And she's like, remember me? And it's like, nobody remembers you, girl. (laughs) Nobody. You know, maybe it'll be like, you know, a, a tire that they replaced on baby. It'll be just like parts of baby that they had to replace. Oh, enjoy your guest experience. You get to touch all of these parts from baby. That you, and there'll be some people who would be like, oh my God, I'm so honored to be in the same room as like the split axle rod from, I don't know, car parts. Okay, I'm <laughs> them up. Like a split axle rod from baby and a brake pad. Woo. A thousand dollars is not enough for this excitement. <laughs> Those are the photo ops. <laughs> the photo ops. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but you know what? You get to you get to touch this as much as you want, unlike the actors, which you shouldn't get to touch as much as you want, but people yeah. do. Which is another reason why I can't see these people being like, I want to. I can't wait to get on a boat with these people. No, there's, uh, yeah, there's been talk about certain fans. They're like, I know that person's going to show up in Jensen's bed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh yeah. God. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, yeah. That's why I say it'll be a great Hulu or Netflix doc when it eventually. Yes. <laughs> so, so Danelle, is there any fandom anything? Have you? Are, are you sitting here going, "Oh my gosh, I put that thousand dollars down, and so now everybody's gonna." <laughs> well, I think you guys covered a lot of ground, <laughs> so I don't know what to say. Um. One, I've never been on a cruise, right? Mm-hmm. So a cruise, I, I kind of think it would be kind of interesting. I love the ocean. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to go on a supernatural cruise, especially not knowing anything, but in t- it's typical creation fashion, right? Let's just half-ass it and try and figure out the rest later, you know? And and I love to bag on them because they, you know, love to nickel and dime us for everything they can get out of their fans. And it's frustrating. It is frustrating as a fan, what they do to us. I'm going to kind of reserve some judgment until we know a little bit more. You know, yeah, I agree with a lot of the stuff you guys have said. I mean, I, it definitely could be a disaster waiting to happen. Um, and it, it would make for a really good documentary, right? <laughs> like, but I'm also like weirdly curious too. So I, I would, I'm just curious. I want to wait to see what happens, you know, because I know people who have gone on cruises and had amazing experiences. So you never know. They could pull it off. I mean, I've been to several cons. Um, I've worked cons, so I've worked for creation. And, you know, honestly, it usually comes together, which is crazy. But I think it's through the overworking of their crew um, and their volunteers who work their butts off, because I know I did, you know, 15 hours with a half hour break. So, yeah, it's... um. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, the metal cruises have been a huge success. Those music cruises have been a huge success. I know people have gone on them. It could be good, but it could be a total disaster. So <laughs> I, I think you guys are right, though. I don't I don't know if Jared and Jensen would, would do a cruise. I, I don't see it happening, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And now I'm just thinking about that 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 woman who flew herself to wherever oh it was that Pedro Pascal gosh, was. Yeah. And then she, there was like, he was at a beach hanging out with a friend and she like decided to swim up to him. Oh, yeah. Who? And it's like, 
uh, Pedro Pascal had a fan who who did that. Who, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you really want to open this up for? And listen, the vast majority of fans, the vast majority of fans are respectful yeah. enough that yeah. they would never do something like that. We have to, you know, be clear about that. However, why would you risk putting a celebrity? among a crowd of unvetted people because honestly even if you vet people you don't really know how they'll act in the presence of this person that they're such a fan of that they're spending a thousand dollars blind yeah no i we i've seen crazy behavior from fans obviously at supernatural conventions too and we're a pretty rabid fan base i mean it's true there's some there's some really out there people and i get it you know um I have deep love for the show and deep love for the actors who brought us into the Supernatural family. So I get the enthusiasm. But yeah, it is, let's just say um, security is going to be working overtime, you know, if they if they do that. So I would imagine because cruise ships have so many different levels that the if they have any of the actors, they would be on a completely sealed off level that nobody has access to and they would have it guarded and all that stuff. So and the one only the one positive thing that I did see just to kind of take the opposite, you know, direction because you guys really made great points about it being a disaster is that it is refundable. The whole $1000 is refundable. That's true. Up to a point. It's for a two-person cabin. Yeah. And it is re- so like if you decide like hey, there's nobody going to show up really that you want to see like you said, you know, parts from baby <laughs> like um you know, a few actors that we don't even know like we're in one scene in one episode, you know, yeah, you can get it refunded and not go. So, I mean, I guess that's better than, you know, I don't yeah. know. I think they're trying to offer money and a special swag bag and all that stuff too. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, no, that, that, that is true, which is a, which is a very rare thing. Creation doesn't do that. I mean, even, even, um, even with the pandemic, they 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 do not offer stuff for if you if you have COVID, if something was canceled because of COVID, they don't they didn't offer any refunds on that stuff. So for, so for them to do that, it that is a thing. I'm just uh, just with you know you hope the timing times out right. So but but yeah. So Tiff, I know you put that. I know you put ten thousand down for ten people to join. <laughs> Let me just say, if I have a thousand dollars right now, if I have a thousand dollars like sitting here right now, ready to be used, I would light it on fire before I put a deposit down for some non-existent, probably will never happen, supernatural cruise. <laughs> I will set it on fire. <laughs> I love you so much. I love that response. <laughs> that is a no. That is a hell no. That is a hell to the no. Absolutely, positively not. <laughs> Never gonna happen. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Just, you know, yeah, probably not. The way my, okay, the way my seasickness is set up, okay, I've, I have been on cruises and 
Of course, this was pre, 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 pre COVID. Uh, and I always had a very miserable time because I get insanely seasick. I've tried the patches. I've tried, you know, the extra super duper strength Dramamine. And the only Dramamine that actually works is if I pop like four of them. And it's the regular style ones that make you super duper drowsy. So then I'm just basically like propped up on a, on a wall, half asleep because yeah, that's, that's my cruise. <laughs> that's my cruise experiences, y'all. <laughs> Seasickness and drowsiness. <laughs> no, officer. I wasn't trying to feel up the actors. I just fell asleep on them. It's a thing. It's a medical condition. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, you know, I don't even go here when it comes to supernatural. So yes, I watched the entire thing, even when it was back on the WB. Don't judge me. I watched it when it came out. <laughs> I didn't like I didn't, you know, I'm 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 true to this. I'm not new to this, but it's not a show that is like close to my heart. Uh, because I dislike the way basically that show ran. And I've said this before, that show ran for like nine seasons too long. I'm going to maintain that. Yeah, it ran for 15 seasons. It ran for nine seasons too long. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would not do that. I can't think of any, 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 any fandom that I would have chilled out a grand for without having any information. Even if I had information, I don't think I would, to be honest, because my idea of if I liked cruises, which I don't, <laughs> but if I liked going on a cruise, like my idea of a cruise is like for rest and relaxation. You know, you go, you eat, you chill, you drink, you eat, <laughs> you hit up the midnight buffet every single night. That's, I mean, that's what you do. It's like, I don't want to be around a bunch of rabid screaming fans. No, thanks. That's just not my idea of a good time. It's, it's just not. And that's if I liked cruises. <laughs> so I cannot say I the answer to your question <laughs> in a most convoluted way. Is it no? There is nothing nor no fandom that would get me to pay a thousand dollars with zero information or even all the information. Well, as listeners know, I'm I'm in the trash can for in for Supernatural again. It's it's mainly just for Teen Winchester, I will say. Although I think the earlier seasons of the show, and I I think season nine and season ten are two of the best seasons, but I think the earlier seasons of the show are actually really really fantastic. But, you know, and we are, once again, starting that offshoot po podcast. It's a Dean thing that will be all about Dean Winchester and stuff. So uh, so that will be happening, too. And I have been to some Supernatural conventions. I'm actually seriously looking at probably going to one next year, one of the ones that doesn't have Jared Padalecki in it. Uh, <laughs> I want I want a panel without Jared there next to Jensen, interrupting him every two flipping seconds. So, I, I you know, I want that. So, but, but even with that, no way would I do this for this. And I've never been on a cruise. Cruises scare the crap out of me, I want to say. 
And the reason they scare me is because of all of these horrific things you've heard happening. Even pre-COVID, there were horrific things happening on cruises. And also, um, you know, someone pointed this out, that also the the law and different like things like that are very different when you're on a cruise. So there's also that to take into consideration. There's the fact that, you know, if you've got that many people into a space like that, and if something happens, it could spread kind of quickly, you know, and I'm not just talking about health stuff because that'll definitely be a problem. But I mean, just like in general. And uh, so, no, I can't, you know, I'm trying to think maybe if it was like me and like Christian effing Bale and we could just sail and talk the whole time. Just talk. I Like I said, I love Christian, but it's not one of those like lusting after things like Colin Farrell. Oh, man, Colin Farrell and Christian Bale. <laughs> I think Aaron's going to need a moment. Suddenly, those drama mean cuddles are looking pretty good. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. Well, if it was Colin Farrell and Christian Bale, I'd pay $1,000 and me, just me. <laughs> this is never happening. So. I mean, it is Colin Farrell, so I get it. I'm with you on that. Yeah, me and Colin Farrell in a cozy cabin for two. <laughs> My how the tables have turned. How the how the how the cruise liner has cruised. Yeah, now Aaron's like, "Where? Take my money! Take my money! Let's go!" <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see that. But this, no. And then I also wanted to just point out um, before we wrap up here. Lastly, on this, the artwork that creation artwork. I use that very because it's not artwork, but the work that creation has used to promote this is very clearly AI generated. I mean, the Impala baby doesn't even look like baby. And also people have pointed out, a lot of people think the ship they've used looks very similar to the Titanic. (laughs) That's not a bad omen at all. (laughs) So yeah, so... That's not ominous whatsoever. <laughs> they have they watched the show? I mean, have they watched the show? That is not a good look. And and I don't know if it is, but it's it looks but it's very clearly AI generated. And I wanna say, you know, I I you know, I'm part of this fandom and the there are so many amazing creative artists in this fandom. And creation makes a lot of money off of this fandom. You could have paid one of those amazing artists to do something that would have looked 10,000 times better than this. Baby would have looked amazing. Like you can't even see. I don't even think baby has four doors in this. And <laughs> how can you not even know that? And and the license plate is like, what? So. <laughs> oh, my so God. That's a really good point, Aaron. That's a really good point. They could have absolutely used a fandom artist and paid them for it. I mean, let's face it. Creation probably wouldn't even be in business if it wasn't for the Supernatural fandom. They would have closed shop a long time ago. Mm -hmm. We kept their ass in business. So Creation, yeah, you need to realize that and respect that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And a lot of people were very, very upset about this, rightfully so. So yes, so it's it's, it seems like we're kind of on agreement on on this, but it is a plus that they will do the... um, the refund, I do agree with that. 
But we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. I'm going to go around and have my lovely panelists tell me where they can be found and where they're where their amazing photography and their amazing writing, which is not AI generated. Carla <laughs> from Bedwater Behead. Thank you, Erin. What a lovely way to introduce me. I am one half of the hosting gang on Bedwater Behead Pod, which you can find wherever you get your artisanal, handmade, delicious podcasts, uh, which is also where you can find It's a Fandom Thing and Twin It to Win It, and eventually It's a Dean Thing. All of those will be together as a group. You can find our online presence um, wherever online presences can be found. <laughs> Look for Bedwet or Behead Pod. You may or may not find us, but if you do, say hi. Like a couple of things that we have on there. Yes, they're very old postings, but who cares? You won't look like a stalker, <laughs> I promise. You can also find me and my art and my musings on Instagram at Carlatemis, TikTok at Carlatemis, or my website, Carlatemis.com. That's C A R L A. T-E-M-I-S dot com. And I want to uh, invite you to listen to the January episodes of It's a Fandom Thing, where Christian Effing Beowulf reprise his role as a um, podcast interrupter, <laughs> whether we like it or not. Podcast interrupter. <laughs> yes, I, I, I get so excited. That's... I, I'm not a big fan of January, except for now. It's one of it's one of my favorite months because it's my favorite month on the podcast. And like I've mentioned a million times, Christian Effing Bale is the greatest gift that I've ever been given by Carla or by anyone, really. So, <laughs> wow, thank you. I could not be more flattered or excited. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yes, we'll see what we learn about what we get taught this time. You know, we learned about the economy and how Wall Street works last year. Or this year. I keep reading that was actually this year, but so we'll see. Isn't he informative? He's so amazing. <laughs> um, I really, really hope that Christian Bale knows about this because I really hope someone tells him somehow he finds <laughs> out because. I, I would love for him to get a kick out of it. And like, even if he never says a word to us, yeah. I would just want him to know that there is weird love out there for him <laughs> he's such a dork in real life i think he would actually get a kick out of it he does not take himself seriously I think so too. at all he does not understand why people love him so much so because it's not just fawning it's it's just weird fawning and i think that's so much better than regular fawning it's true it's very like you're a little bit off kilter and I kind of enjoy that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I really. That's a preview. It's <laughs> a really great preview. And I really hope in real life that Christian Effing Bale loves marshmallows as much as Carla has determined he does. Because. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, so Danelle, who will be on our, uh, one of our episodes, um, Velvet Gold Mine, we are doing that. That's my selection for Christian F. and Bale Month. And so, Danelle, where can everybody find you? Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram as Draven Pearl and also on um, TikTok as Draven Pearl. So um, I don't hang out on that 
thing that we shall not name X or whatever the hell that is anymore. <laughs> so pretty much Insta is where to find me um, as Draven Pearl. Awesome. And I don't have AI pictures either. So there we go. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to Velvet Goldmine. I'm definitely looking forward to Christian Uffingville month. So he rocks. We love you, Christian Bale. So hopefully um, do an interview with Erin. She would be forever grateful. So please, we, we love you here and we would love to have you as an, a guest. Erin would be an amazing interview interviewer for you. Thank you. I would seriously that I that would, and remember, Christian, I will cancel everything for you. <laughs> so, so you know, you have complete control. I don't have time for this emergency epidectomy. Yeah. Christian Bell wants to talk. <laughs> we'll have her hooked up to IVs. We'll prop her up. It'll be okay. <laughs> That's almost true. So, <laughs> uh, but yes, I would. So. Tiff, I don't know if Tiff is going to be on any of the Christian Effing Bale month episodes. I will if you have if you have space. I will hop on the Velvet Gold Mine train awesome. if you yes. still have space. So you can put me down. I volunteer. You, you have taken the last space, so it's going to be a reunion of sorts. Yes, and remember, all these are going to be airing on our YouTube channel so that you can see "quote unquote" Christian. Um, so, Tiff, where can everybody find you? Well, per use, you can find me here, there, and everywhere uh, at Who Is Tip Is Me. Uh, yeah, private on IG. So don't DM me because you're going to get blocked. Just letting you know. Uh, but yeah, chat with me on Discord because that's my normal hangout. I hang out with my sexy ladies. I hang out with my It's a Fandom Thing pod family. And yeah, that's what we do. Um, I'm not on the artists formerly known as Twitter. Uh I'm there, but I'm not there. So, yeah, if you message me, I don't know. There's a possibility I might respond. More than likely, I won't. <laughs> Shoot your shot. You never know. Uh, and this is Erin, and I'm the I'm private as well on Instagram, so you can't follow me there. And you could follow me on Twitter, but you know I don't do very much on my personal account anymore, as well. But you do want to follow Fergie. Fergie celebrated a birthday on December first. She's a Sagittarius, just like me, best sign in the zodiac. And she sadly she got taken to the vet and then also had a bath on her birthday. <laughs> It was a it was a stellar day for Fergie, but she did get a cookie and she did get presents from her grandma, including a cupcake toy. Um, so if you want to follow her goofy adventures, follow her on TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S C H R O E D E R A N D F E R G S. It's long, but it's worth it. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at Fandom Thing Pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. On TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to us via our website, it's a fandomthingpod.com, and click the contact us button there. That'll shoot me an email and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And while you're there, consider 
becoming a Patreon supporter today for as little as three bucks a month. You get ad-free content and you get bonus episodes like the episode we will be dropping. We're going to be covering Elf for December, but we're also going to drop a unedited, and you're going to get it two months ahead of time, two months ahead of time, an unedited video version of our Barbie discussion, and you get to see us as Barbies, so you don't want to miss out on that. That's my Christmas present to my Patreon supporters, so become a Patreon supporter today. Link in show notes or go to the Support Us tab on our website. And next week, or next week, next episode on Friday, sorry, not next week, holy moly, Erin, on Friday's episode, Carla, Danelle, and Tiff are going to be back to talk about 80s television. So you're going to want to listen and see if your favorite made the cut. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.